The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Busy couple of days for the Kansas City Chiefs as they continue preparation for their Week 7 contest against the Los Angeles Chargers. On Thursday, we heard from former and new Chiefs wide receiver McCole Hardman, offensive coordinator Matt Nagy, defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo, as well as special teams coordinator Dave Tobe, defensive line coach Joe Cullen, defensive backs coach Dave Merritt, and quarterbacks coach David Girardi. We'll go in that order, starting with McCole Hardman, followed by Matt Nagy, then Steve Spagnolo. After that, we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with Dave Tobe, Joe Cullen, Dave Merritt, and David Girardi. Here's Chiefs wide receiver McCole Hardman. Thank you. Thank you. Are you happy to be back? Oh, yeah, definitely. A um, lot, lot of emotions, man. Definitely uh, happy to be back with the uh, my old team. A um, lot of familiar faces around here. Used to a system, so definitely, you know, glad to be here. Did you miss us? I did. I miss all y'all guys, man. All y'all. When were you informed of the trade and just what were your first thoughts? Um, well, I seen it on the um, online, like there was exploring options, I guess. And then um, after that, I kind of got with my agents and um, they said, yeah, it's some talk that they could possibly trade you. And then after that, that's when um, we just started, you know, just kind of just waiting for the inevitable, for real, just seeing what's going to happen. And um, I guess that they kind of kept it low-key about the teams who was very interested. I still don't know who all was in that mix, but um, when, once I heard it was KC, um, I kind of was kind of happy to go back somewhere I was used to and where I've been most of my career. So, Nicole, I know you just got here, but have you gotten into the playbook at all to see how different it is from what you love? Uh, pretty much the same, honestly. Um, maybe new new wrinkles, uh, like probably like a couple like different terminology um, formation wise. But other than that, I think it's kind of kind of much the same. Um, probably I definitely got to go through it a few times just to. You know, uh, just to you know memorize it again, but it shouldn't take too long. Um, so. so, could you be ready to play on, on Sunday? Uh, if I'm needed, um, I don't think we really got into that much of a discussion about it. It's been talked about, but um, I kind of just more up to Coach Reed and, and, and Beach and see how they want to do things. What did, what did Andy and, and Matt Nagy and those guys tell you about your role? Um, like, like it's I guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, they just uh, when I got here, they just happened me be back. Um, you know. You know, I, obviously they, they still, you know, have been preparing for a game this whole week, so um, I really ain't trying to be too much of a distraction. But I'm pretty sure we'll talk about that um, a little bit more um, after this practice and kind of just, you know, nail that down and see what exactly what um, they need me for. I know you had your own thing going on in New York, but did you follow at all what was going on here? 
Um, I de yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, was watching. And, you know, definitely the games I could watch if you know if they played before us or after us. Um, you know, it's kind of be more of a a habit because you've been here so long. We definitely want to see what your you know your older teammates doing and um and, and see how they doing. Well, what do you hope to show out that you're back here? Um, man, just, you know, hopefully I can get into a role where, you know, I can help out the team any way I can. Honestly, you know, um, really ain't too much huh, I'm not trying to not trying to do. You know, whatever they need me at, whether it's returns, whether that's, you know, go out a receiver. Um, hell, they need me to go on kickoff. Like, let me know. Like, I'm just trying to hear the help best way I can. Well, do you have any, yeah. idea, any idea why things didn't work out or didn't click when you were in New York? I don't know, man. Uh, Aaron kind of went down, um, and then from there, it kind of like was just like you know everybody was like in the air with a lot of things. Um, but honestly, I, I really don't know. But you know, I guess that's just behind us now. Um, like I got a lot of respect for those coaches and um, you know the coaching staff, and um, I don't think they did anything wrong. Uh, but you know, things just didn't work out. They supposed to work out, but now I'm here, so hopefully we can just you know go forward from here. You're comfortable here because this is where you were drafted, right? Um, when you made the choice, you had to leave. I mean, was there an offer here? What was the choice like to, to go to New York in the first place? Uh, you know, take us through that offseason. Some uh, free agency? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was it was a few teams actually. Um, I think the Browns was one. Um, I think there was a, a heavy contender um, and, and a few. I really can't think who exactly it was, but um, it, it was like maybe like five or six teams that was definitely, you know, in and out trying to see exactly where, you know, where I wanted to go. Um, basically, it was more so what was a better deal. And um, I kind of liked the, the Jets organization and what they were doing. They had a great defense at the time. Um, and then, they, you know, had a, uh, with, with Garrett Wilson over there, I wanted to have a chance to play with, um, play alongside him. So uh, it was a lot of things that went into consideration. Um, but ultimately, I think um, the Aaron Rodgers news kind of started – going up and everything, but I kind of based my decision on him not being there because we didn't know if he was going to retire or not. So um, I was very comfortable with my decision with, with him um, not even being there. But um, it, it, was, it was a long process. and Definitely was trying to come back here, but the way things was working, it was just like, you know, it's kind of hard and, you know, didn't, didn't really want to just wait it out too long and, you know, other teams sign other players of, like, you know, they can do what I do and stuff like that. So um, kind of try to get on the decision a little, little quick, so. The other day, you had some commentary about just the injuries being connected to you, and like how you maybe have some frustrations about being connected to injury prone. Um, what What do you feel in, in that regard over these past couple of years, and what do you want people to know just about about? Yeah, like how am I injury prone? Like I don't understand. Like, first of all, I played three years every game, so. That right there tells you right there, like, oh, the guy's not injury prone, you know. And I got into my fourth year and got into a freak injury and um, that people don't even have no idea about, which, you know, left me ho hospitalized, actually, the next day. And people really don't understand. Like, I was in the hospital for 10 days. Um, I had uh, literally had no feelings in my leg for four days, four or five days. I couldn't walk for, like, four or five days. And then finally got, um, the you know, the feeling back in my legs, probably like the sixth day. And, you know, I walked the next two days, a couple of days, and finally got discharged from the hospital. And then, you know, went on the road to recovery. Also to get back to playing the AFC Championship game, which I was freaking like, what, 65, 70% and um, end up, you know, tearing my drawing on that play, the last play I played, which was a blessing in disguise for me, honestly, so I can really have surgery and repair everything, you know. So people were saying injury prone. I'd be like, man, listen, <laughs> I played every game, never had a problem with injury. Of course, you had, you, as soon as you're going to have knickknack injuries, but uh, never nothing that really kept me out or, you know, 
that I couldn't play through, but that one just so happened to be something I had to actually have surgery and be in the hospital for there where I couldn't come back and play. So. Nicole, Nicole, not, not how legs, are you uh, different than when you left here? You know, sometimes when you step outside an organization, you see a different way of doing things. And is there something that maybe you learn by being away that you're bringing back? Or are you faster than you were before? <laughs> I mean, how are you different coming back? Um, I think just, I think more mature, actually, you know, um, mentally, you know, come, going to a different organization for something that you're used to, that you've been used to for four years, um, kind of just show you the difference in, you know, certain situations that you've been in and, and how to, you know, approach and, and do certain things. So I think just mentally, the maturity, um, I think I've grown at, um, definitely learned a lot from Aaron, you know, to be a better receiver and, and, you know, seeing, seeing things different ways. So, you know. Um, that's a guy right there that has, you know, a lot of experience, 19 years, I believe he's been in the league. So just learning from him and seeing how he go about things and how serious he is and certain things kind of, you know, teaches you, you know, how to be a better pro as well. So I think I could kind of learn that being, being over there. Nicole, when you look at that team last year, described as an abdominal injury, um, what actually led to being the issue of you going to the hospital? Was it a core muscle injury? Honestly, I, I don't know, man. Uh, the next day, I, I, you know, I finished the game fine. I guess it was against the Titans. I finished the game fine. Um, the next day, I was perfectly fine. And then probably around, like, 2.30 p.m., 3 o'clock that day, I caught a cramp, like um, like middle cramp, like in my stomach. And um, didn't really think that much of it. But every hour, it got worse and worse. Um, so um, to the point where I couldn't walk. And um and that's kind of where where it led me to being in the emergency room and um and when I got to the emergency room I took my last steps for like five days, so the bed that I got in at the emergency room was the bed I was in for ten days. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of one of those injuries that was like that. You no, know, we didn't really shed much light on too in um last year. You know, it wasn't really need to, but now that we're here, like it's kind of one of those injuries that's like you know it make you think about a lot of things. So I'm just happy to actually be here and you know healthy and able to do the things that you know I. Um, normally was able to do. Sam, were you at the facility when you go to the ER? I mean, can you kind of take us through where you were? When you I was at home. home. I was at home. Like I said, it was after the game Monday. Uh, it was a Monday. You know, we off on Mondays. And um, literally, uh, my folks just had left. It was just me and my girl. Um, I think my cousin was here as well. I think he was leaving a little later. And um, literally, my girl was going to get some food. Um, I was playing the game. Felt some discomfort, got a cramp. I went to lay down, caught up, and literally every hour it got worse, worse, and worse. And I called Rick and told him, I said, hey, man, I don't, like, something ain't right, you know, I'm hurting. He said, if you get worse, you know, call me back. I called him back like five minutes later. It was in tears, like, hey, I can't do this. And he was like, okay. And then that's when I got to the ER from my house, and uh, my girl dropped me off. And after that, it was, you know, it started from there. So, uh, well, I got a, a football question, but what, so what they call that? What was the diagnosis? They said I said it's pubis um, was with the diagnosis, but I had a few specialists that came out, and, you know, each of them had different opinions. Um, it was like, oh, I don't think it's that. Um, it was like, well, it could be, but the way you're showing this, and, and um, I tell you what, I, I got a lot of blood taken, for real. Like, I'm talking about tubes. I'm like, bro, what are y'all going to do with this, you know? And um, <laughs> But um, overall, they I think they diagnosed it with uh, I said it's pubis. That was the last thing. Oh, scary. It's scary as hell. Like, uh, not being able to move your legs is, like, one of those things that make you just think, like, is this it? Like, you know, whatever, you know. Um, but then finally, obviously, the feeling came back. And um, the doctor was very, you know, 
particularly I did, it'll come back, just give it time. So um, that kind of gave me a little hope. Um, but I know, like, the 10 days I was there, I think I slept maybe, like, eight hours, 10 hours max. Like, I was just in so much pain, man, that, like, I, I just remember, like, I just, like, I think I could get medicine every two hours. So I would literally, like, get medicine and go to sleep for, like, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And now I look at the clock and just watch it go for like the next hour and 40 minutes and like as soon as two hours here I'm like hey like, hey I need, I need some medicine <laughs> so uh that definitely one of those when those hard the hardest point low points in my life but um definitely got through it and um glad to be here so, Last so one time. The, the football part of it like the frustration would be this was like contract year time right and you were playing well up to when you got hurt playing great I mean <laughs> so I mean what was that frustration like to have that going on and knowing that this was maybe your chance to, to cash it. Yeah, man. That that I think that's that, that kinda hit me hard as well. Um just knowing it was the last year contract year, especially um, you know, the first year Tyreek wasn't here. Um, you know, I thought it was a, a chance I really can step into a role to really help this team. Um so yeah, when, when that happened, you know, that definitely was one of the first thoughts like dang, like man, that's really my chance. But um I, honestly, you know, I kinda look at it as a as one of those like um things happen for a reason. Um, I think I kind of, to myself, I kind of got more, uh, you know, like arrogant inside in a, in a sense, but kind of like one of those things, I think God just, you know, kind of like just send me down and let me know, like, you know, I can take this game away from you anytime. So, you know, kind of one of those things that you got to, you know, sit back and, you know, look at things that you've done and, you know, just kind of, you know, figure out what you was doing wrong or where it may be. Even though I was playing well, I think God still got this last say-so in anything that you do. And uh, I think that's kind of what kind of like, hit me hard and, um, you know, kind of got close with him on that side and um, and just, you know, kind of leaned towards that. And, like, you know what, you know, let's start just play this game for you and rather than for myself and, you know, what what comes with it. So now it's just more so like, man, whatever happens, happens. But I'm just playing this game because I can because he allowed me to play it. And, uh, and you know, whatever comes along with it, comes along with it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Great. Happy Thursday. Right? Are you happy McColl's back? Yeah, I think it's great that McColl's back. Um, you know, we we, uh, we had great ex – I had a great experience with him last year. I think we did as a team as well in this prior time um, when he was here. So anytime you add a, a player that has experience, has knowledge in this offense, um, you know, uh, Coach Reed and Veach – went ahead and did that, and I think now uh, he definitely provides uh, another weapon for us to be able to do some things and see where he's at um, and, and then just kind of go from there as we game plan. What kind of role do you see for him eventually, if not Sunday? Yeah, uh, we're working through all that right now, just kind of going through everything and trying to you know figure out um, where we're at, where he's at. And, again, you got to remember, too, a, a lot of this for him is – quote unquote, like riding a bike and jumping back into it. But you also just spent several months learning, you know, somewhat of a new offense and new terms. So it's right away, it's not always just super simple, but it is certainly easier for somebody like him that's been here to come back in and, and go. So plan wise, um, see where he's at physically, mentally, and then see where we're at too with everybody else and then try to fit him in because he can do some good things for us. I mean, is it reasonable to think he could play? Um, I, I I, I would hope so, but again, we have to see uh, once we get through today's practice and just kind of see where things are, are at, and then Coach and Veach can decide what the, what the final decision is. Coach Tom was talking about his speed, that it's been a while since someone returned a punt for TD. Mm -hmm. What does he do to the offense as far as 
making you faster now? Well, that for really for us, speed is great. At the same point in time, I know from talking to defensive coordinators over the years, um, the, the one thing that defensive coordinators fear the most is speed. And so the, when you have speed, um, it gives you a little bit of an advantage. Um, when you have some other things that go with it, it's even better. So he provides that element of speed. Uh, again, he knows the knowledge of the offense. And just as we've been talking and discussing about the other younger guys and learning what they do well, we kind of know what he does well. So that's a step in the right direction for us to be able to fit him in the things that we know that he knows and things that he does well, his strengths and weaknesses. You talked about how fast he is. Yeah. Was that maybe an element you guys with this year's group were missing or, or hadn't been maybe what it had been in previous years here? Um, not necessarily. Uh, we, we have some fast guys on this, on this team, uh, some fast wide receivers that it might be a little different. Now, you also and we, and I was here for some of it and then I left for some of it, but uh, it's – it's certainly a different speed and another level with Tyreek, you know. So that's one thing, and we all compare to that because he is so rare uh, with that. But at the same point in time, we know that we do have speed in this offense with these players, and um, you know, it's just now it's kind of some of these guys are newer to the offense. So how do you figure out using that speed with the routes and, and all that, putting it all together? You think with the pop, like the jet sweeps, the pop passes, that's where he could be. For McColl? For McColl, yeah. yeah I, again, you, uh, he's done that, and I think he's good at it. But we just have to decide, okay, is that something that we want to do as we grow here? Um, and, and do we want to add more things to what we – when we didn't have them this, you know, up until now this past year or you know, offseason, um, what are some things that maybe we wish we did do with them uh, now that we don't have them? So we'll work through all that, but he's good at all that. You know, he, he has that element of speed, and when you have jet sweeps, you usually like that. Wide receivers to kind of make a role in, in Andy Reid's offense usually takes a year. What is Rasheed doing to kind of break that mold this year? Well, he is uh, he is really doing a good job at digesting the week to week game plan, understanding and and kind of seeing where we're at as coaches and feeling our confidence with him as we grow. And then he's taking it to the field and helping out our confidence on his end. And so we put that all together. And I think you're, you're seeing somebody that is super explosive. And we, we've used comparisons um, to some players in, in, that have been here in this offense before as like a Sammy Watkins type guy, type player. Um, he's not there yet. He's got a ways to go. But he's doing some good things. So we want to just keep that momentum going. And uh, confidence in this league is such a big deal. And when you're a young guy and a rookie, like you said, in this offense, you want to be able to get a, a good start and just make that thing grow. Was the McCall move just about bringing him in or just bringing in someone else in general? That, that's, a, that's a higher than me level question. So I wish I could answer, but that's for Veach and Coach. You used the analogy with Rice that he's been like drinking out of a fire hydrant. Mm -hmm. um, is he still, you feel, still feel that way at this point of the season? Is there still an element of that? It, it's, a, it's a slower, uh, the, the water's not coming out as fast. It's still as big, but it, the water pressure's much less. So that's a good thing. I know you're not in the stats. You don't care about mm -hmm. that as long as you guys score and win games. But right now, he's your leading receiver, wide receiver um, in yards, um, catches, and I think touchdowns as okay. well. Would it surprise you if he stayed that way at the end of the season? He was your leader? I don't think so, no. But at the same point in time, I know um, week to week, it could be somebody in the next three weeks that jumps up and has a great game as well. And so these guys know that when we're in walkthroughs, when we're in practice, it's like who's who's going to get it this week. And I think that's what the, the, the strength 
um, of this offense can be. Bruce, I know we've had some fun talking to you about the high school stuff. Yeah. We've got a big one this weekend, though. we got a little in-house thing going <laughs> here with Coach Merritt's kids. What's, what's, what's this going to be like on Friday? Yeah, I don't know. It should be fun. I, I uh, you know, we, we joke around a lot with our boys, and he's been doing it all year, and I have too, just because we're, we're such rivals. But um, it, it'll be an exciting time. I'm excited for the boys. and, and uh, But at the same point in time, it's a great opportunity for these teams, you know, for these the other kids on the team. And, uh, it should be a fun, fun rival for Blue Valley West and Blue Valley to go at it. Any bets on this one? No, zero. <laughs> yeah, we're we're focused and locked in on getting after these Chargers. Last one. What are you seeing from the Chargers on defense? Well, they, um, I know a couple of the guys uh, on that team, and one in particular, number fifty-two. You have six sacks in one game. Uh, I've seen some of those uh, firsthand, been on the sideline, and so uh, he's he's a, a dominant player. Uh, their their front line really creates havoc and, and, and helps out the, the back end. But you see guys that have played together, and they play fast, and um, they know their scheme, and they, they are, they're a good defense. They get you into third down, they, they you know, pin their ears back. So we, gotta, we really need to make sure that we're locked in on the details. We play fast, and then we got to be able to protect and, and run the football. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate it. Take care. See you. Yeah, thank you. I was on. I'm, I, was, I checked before I came in here. Hey, listen, I'm just happy to be here. I'm blessed to have the job I got. I'm going to open it up. I don't really have anything to say other than it's been beautiful. I was beautiful out yesterday. A little rain even felt good. <laughs> Go ahead. How did uh, O'Manahue look at practice yesterday? Good. He's uh, fired up. He got so much energy ready to burst out there. He was great. Um, he didn't get, you know, we're going to kind of amp him up the right way. Uh, we've talked about that, Joe, I, Charles. Uh, but he looks great. Uh, he's chomping at the bit, as you can imagine. When your front is playing so well, Yeah, we've got to figure that out. It's a good problem to have, right? Um, and I think the guys that have been here for the last six weeks certainly have earned the time to continue. So we look at it as an addition to hopefully, you know, hopefully the whole thing goes upward. That's the, that's the, that's the hope. That's the plan. You know, with Chris, you, you're using a lot more on the edge this year. I mean, looking at the numbers, it's pretty close to the way you were using him two years ago, back in 21, uh -huh. when there was a lot of talk about moving him to the outside. Yeah, right. It was didn't early in the year, and we had J. Ron Reed, and yeah. yeah. Then we didn't get uh, Melvin till later on, I think, in the season, right? That's the year. I got the right year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as far as Chris's production, what's, what do you feel like is different? This year, because he's been, it seems like a little more productive than he was. Yeah, listen, uh, you know, I think Chris is on a mission like we all are uh, to play really good defense. He stayed in great shape when he was away. That's, I think we talked about that before. We always felt like he would come in. He's just naturally gifted and in shape. I don't think he'll ever not look good, even when he's my age. He'll probably still look like a stud. Um, so it begins there, and then. Yeah, he's been in the system. It's year five now. I think those parts are comfortable. I think the guys around him uh, help him out. You know, when we have other guys making some production and doing some things, I think that helps everybody. But I give the, I give the credit to Chris and what he's doing. What about Justin Herbert? When you look at him, the record isn't what they want, but yeah. when you look at his, what he's doing. So how do you know that? Yeah, I see, I see the talent. I see one of the premier quarterbacks in this league, in my opinion, that will never change. Because um, we're, listen, defensively, our focus is on stopping the opposing team's offense. And I always say this to the guys all the time, uh, it's always 0-0 zero, zero as far as we're concerned. So it really doesn't matter what they've done prior to, what a record is, it's, it's who do we have to stop, what are the weapons he has, what skills that he have, and he has a lot of them. 
I th he's I, he's one of the premier quarterbacks, and that's not going to change. And that's how we're going to approach it. Yeah. Before the season, you told us that maybe it was going to take you a few weeks before you figured out what you had defensively. It's probably fair to say you figured some things out maybe faster than you thought. Yeah. Well, the guys did. I mean, to, I, I would credit the players. You know, so whatever it is we decided to go with early. You know, we had we had to cut. You know, we had all that plethora of volume of defenses and OTAs. You know, everybody's talking about it, right? Uh, and then we decided to go with certain things, and I credit the guys what we decided to go with. They kind of excelled that. And then as each game went by, we figured out what guy could, you know, where it was Drew, where he could fit, and where Leo would. And we're still trying to do that. And, but we, we certainly have an idea of what they can do. I think they feel comfortable in what they're doing. So it, it gels together a little bit better. With all the versatility you have with all your guys in the back end and, and your linemen as well, I mean, do you feel like there's more things you can go to Maybe to give a particular opponent some That's a true that statement. Yeah, no, I, you bring up a great point. I do feel that way. And the, but the thing I'm always measuring is, does the volume get too high and we play a little slower? Quite honestly, that's... And so where there, there's some chemistry and some confidence right now, I don't want to be the guy that disrupts that by trying to be too creative. But there's always going to be a wrinkle in there. Yeah, well, why are you able to do that maybe better than you have before? Is it the guys you have? Well, I, have? that's probably a lot to it. I mean, we got Trent inside, outside. You saw LJ have to go inside the other day, and Chamari, who's been in there a little bit, and the guys that play outside do a good job. Our safeties, Mike Edwards has helped that, Drew. Your point is well taken. I, I have felt in other years here that we've had some good moving parts too, but um, we're always looking for a new wrinkle, and I think with the guys we have, the point you're making is, we're able to go to those wrinkles because of what they are. And Steve, uh, just to talk about your point, versatility in the secondary, it seems about half the league has a has a DB coach and a corners coach. With, I think y'all just have a DB coach with Dave, right? Well, no, and Donald also works yeah, with yeah. the, so that we really do have that, and it's kind of safety's corners, but Dave oversees the whole thing. So, how, how important is that to just the development of the whole secondary? Yeah, um, listen, I, I've always felt like you know from back going forward, if, if back there wasn't in sync, functioning as one unit, the rest of it's going to, because the league's all about pass, right? And when the seven, I'm going to call it seven guys back there, because I'm including the linebackers, are all operating um, in step, the communication, the anticipation. This, I think our guys are doing an outstanding job right now at anticipating what they might do. And I'm talking about like a motion or a shift. And I, I watch him in these walkthroughs. I always, I'm always just coming for walkthrough when I come to this uh, press conference. And I, and I actually play the quarterback because I think it's fun, you know, so I stand there. And, but I watch them, and I, and I hear Brian Cook will say, hey, watch, you know, watch for this. And it might not even happen on that play. But that part of it, to me, is like going from, you know, junior high school into you know, senior year and then graduating to college. I mean, that's what those guys have done and being in the system long enough. So if we can continue to do that, that'll certainly help. Coach, with, uh, with Charles, uh, you know about the inside-outside versatility, good pass structure inside, can set the edge. Uh, with all that he can do, what do you see as his best trait? Well, I mean, I'd I don't know that yet. Uh, <laughs> but the ones that you just brought up are really good ones. I mean, he's been a good run defender. He'll tell you that he's going to set the edge because he takes pride in that, which is really a good thing if you're a defensive end in a 4-3 scheme. And the point that you made, uh, which is a really good one, is when, he, when we do choose to put him inside, I think he's really good there. What I really kind of like, you know, just on the surface of it, of his 
six six Chris Jones and six six or whatever Charles is if they happen to be inside together. That's uh, now for me everybody's it's tough to throw up everybody. But I mean even a six six quarterback, uh, that's you know so that's exciting and but we'll have to worry we'll see where it fits in. I mean you know George and Mike and uh, Felix and Malik all have been doing a good job. Um, it's nice to have nice to have guys to go to. With, uh, with Keandre Coburn ending up on waivers, uh, I'm sure it's a numbers game. Yeah. Hoping he gets back in the practice. Yeah, we sure do. Yeah. I love KC. <laughs> he was great. You know, I gave him a big hug this morning, and I'll be saying prayers later on that, uh, you know, that we'll be able to. He's a, he's a good kid. A good kid. The Chargers, have they been known to go up lots of fourth downs, different things? What's the mindset, like, just because you can stop someone on third down, wherever you're on yeah. the field, you have to be more alert with them. Yeah, where the ball is on the field, on a. I tell you what, we need. I, I mentioned this this morning to the guys. We're going to try extremely hard to make sure that the third downs are longer than the third and one. We played. I looked at it last year. We played them twice. We had 33. If I did my math right, uh, 33 third downs. 20 of them were third and one to two. That's tough. You know, and there was only, I think there was eight that were third and seven plus. So in answer to your question, it would behoove us to play really good on first and second down. And then maybe if there's a third down play and they, and they gain three yards, maybe it's a fourth and five and we can talk them out of going for it uh, because it's not fourth and two if it's not fourth and one. But they are an aggressive team. Uh, we know that. We'll be working on fourth down plays today. Um, our guys are on top of it. Hopefully if they do it, we can stop them. Good. All right, thank you. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year, at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So, Coach Reed took credit for the, the fake field goal. Was, was that how it went? Uh, I give recommend. I mean, I recommended it. I, I felt like uh, the situation where we were at on the field, the way our defense was playing, it was a play that we worked on. We've had up actually for two years, you know, and, and the situation I thought was right. Probably a little bit ended up being a little bit too far, but I mean, it's still hard to tell if he got it or not. I mean, it's. I mean, it's, I, I looked at that thing a thousand times, and, and it's hard to tell if he was short. It's hard to tell if he got it. So, you know, they got to make a call, and they went with it, and you know, you really can't review it. So. It's unfortunate it didn't work out for us. How happy are you to welcome McCole back into? It's good to see McCole. Um, you know he looks good. Uh, saw him at the Jet game when we played there. Um, uh, but it's good to it's good to have him back in the building, for sure. He could. I mean, if Andy has him up, if he's up, 
you know, if he has them up, he's going to be uh, a guy that'll play on some special teams for sure. Uh, but that's obviously he just got here and he's got to, you know, you know, get, get established again. And, and Andy will make that decision probably pretty soon. With, with waving um, Montreal Washington as well, yeah. and obviously Richie still have Justin down here too. Uh, are there other candidates or some, even some practice squad guys you might consider? Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a chance. I mean, obviously we can get Montreal. We're going to try to get him back onto the practice squad. I mean, I don't even know if I can say that, but we're going to try to. I mean, obviously having him there uh, that would be important uh, because if a guy can't go, then you can, you know, you can elevate him back up. And I was happy with the way he was uh, progressing. Um, obviously, we need this. We needed McColl, obviously, for offense too, as well. You know, so you know he's a puzzle piece that we needed at this time. What does McColl bring to you on that punt return game? He's he's a dynamic player. He's the fastest player. He'll be the fastest player on our team now. I mean, as soon as he got here. I mean, obviously. Uh, so you know, it's that that breakaway speed ability. I mean, we've seen the last time we had a touchdown was McColl on on, on a return game. So. Um, you know, we, we welcome him back, you know, and he's got the right attitude right now, and um, he's ready for a fresh start. There are so few kick returns now. Could he do that for you guys, too? Excuse me? There are so few kick returns yeah. now. Could he do that for you guys, Yeah, you'll too? have, you'll, we'll, you know, if he's up and, you know, he, he's a guy that obviously, you know, he's scored there for us, too. So, um, you know, he's a dynamic guy, and he could he could do it all, you know. And, and uh, you know, with the right mental attitude, I mean, the sky's the limit for him again. So we're excited. Yeah. You have a chance to talk to him yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He is. He's very excited. Um, you know, you'll have to ask him more sure, about sure. it, but yeah, he's excited. He's excited. What's that scouting report on what the Chargers have to bring on teams? Uh, the, the returner is outstanding, the rookie that they have. Uh, you know, he was a kid that uh, we looked at hard, you know, during the, you know, uh, for the draft process. He's out of TCU. We had him rated, you know, one of the highest uh, grade that we could give a returner, a punt returner. So he's got that ability that they, you know, but he is a rookie and, you know, he's, he's made a couple mistakes, but not many. When he gets the ball in his hand, he can bounce it on you really quick and, and uh, change angles really fast. So he's, he's got a lot of ability and we respect him big time. Tommy seemed to be a little iffy with that knee. Tommy deserves a lot of credit for playing in that game. He hurt his knee two days before the game. He extended his knee and it was questionable whether he was going to play or not. And he was very selfless in what he did. Um, you know, he because he is a holder for for Bucker. That's so important. You know, to be that guy. You take him out now. You got to replace you know two things that that, that got to be replaced. And um, you know, he was a, a team guy, a real team guy to come and play play in that game and then tough it out and kick. You know, he he didn't have his great he didn't have a, a great game because he was coming off the injury, but he was still he, he toughed it out. He held for us and he and he did have three punts and one of them was great with the pooch punt that was down inside the five. So. You know, hats off to Tommy the way, you know, he helped Bucker have one of his best games for Bucker as a chief, really, in my opinion. I mean, Bucker's game was, was outstanding. With the win that we had, uh, you know, the, the four field goals that he made, every one of them was big. And then the kickoffs, too. He was kicking off into the wind and still kicking touchbacks, you know, kicking away from the tunnel. It was, that was tough. And, he, and then he made all of, he made his extra point too. So I mean, it was a an all around probably one of his best games. It is the best game that he had as a chief, and he's yeah. had a lot of good ones. Yeah, outside of the outside of you know how good the defense is this year, it seems like Butker is kind of the underrated MVP. So yes, yeah, he's he's been solid. You know, knock wood. You know, you don't want to talk about streaks or anything like that. But I mean, he's just he's he's in a groove right now. We want to keep him there, and and you know, taking a guy out like Tommy, that that would 
kind of change it up a little bit. So, you know, the fact that he did play and, and keep the operation consistent and, and everything for Bucker, we want to keep that going. Who's the, the backup punter? <laughs> the backup punter. Yeah, we had a plan. We had a plan, and believe it or not, uh, 15's our backup punter. Really? He could do it. Yeah, I mean, he 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 does. He shows me all the time. You know, he wants he wants he like, coat. You know, he's out there, boom, on Saturdays hitting punts, and he could do it all. That guy, it's unbelievable. <laughs> if we if we wanted him to, he could probably. Uh, well, it, it's, it was 84, you know, we'll see what's going to happen with him, you know, so, you know, but, but we have other options too, but we'll, hopefully we don't have to get there. Thanks, All right. Well, appreciate everyone being here and a uh, beautiful day, getting ready for a big practice against a uh, big rival, the Chargers, and they get a heck of a football team and, uh, and we got our hands full. I mean, they get playmakers all over the place led by their quarterback. I know Coach Spags is probably talked to you about that, but Herbert, he gets a ball to the playmakers, and they got a ton of them. They got Eckler back now, full swing. They got Allen, Palmer, and they got the tight end. They got they got a ton of playmakers. So we got our hands full. And uh, with that, I'll open it up for any questions. Coach, you got uh, Charles coming back. He's been back around here a little bit the last couple weeks. How excited is he, and how excited are you guys to see him actually get to get out there? Well, I will say this, he was waiting for me Friday morning when he was able to come back, you know, full-time. But, uh, no, he's excited. We're excited. Charles has worked hard, and we're glad to have him back. He's, he's a really good football player, and um, he's working through things, and, and uh, we're glad to have him back. Joe, what's reasonable to expect from him on Sunday, assuming he plays? Well, you know, we're still working through that. So, you know, you know Coach will handle all the, all the actives. And, uh, you know, I mean, he's in good shape, but, you know, you got to be in football shape, too. And. You know, same thing with Chris when he came back. You know, you call it a pitch count, and then they're in good shape, and then you know, just they'll work work through it and see where we're at. You said he was waiting on you. Can you just go? No, he was excited. He got a lift in, and he was ready to go, and obviously back to practice, everything like that. that early morning. Early morning. <laughs> after the Thursday night game. Both, no. uh, both George and Mike are both in that kind of maybe seventy-five percent range as far as snaps go. Is that where you kind of want them, or does Charles coming back allow you to bring them down? I mean, I think you know, like any situation, the the flow of the game, the ideal, you know, would be like you know, keep everybody fresh, so you, you get you get like hockey shifts going. So that'll that'll enable us. And Felix has done a great job. That'll enable us to roll some guys more when he's when he's active. Coach Reed yesterday really complimented you on your ability to coach inside and outside. It's probably a much longer answer than here, but what are some of the keys to making sure players know how to do both? Well, you know, you know, like I, I'm sure you, Chris has, has come up. I mean, Chris has done both in his career, and I think one of the things that uh, Coach Spags does a great job of is he wants players to get in positions to win one-on-ones and give them one-on-ones, and that's enabled Chris to move outside, inside, all across the front in a situation that allows the defense to do that. And um, sometimes, though, when you move an end inside, like we do with Mike Dana, like we've done with George, like Charles has done, sometimes, like, the, you know, it happens so fast in there. Well, when you're out on the, on the edge, you have space to work, and it doesn't happen as fast. But inside, it, it's tight in there, and it's crowded. And some guys don't like it, but I think you got to train guys to do that. I think if you go back... When I first got in the league, I worked for Rod Marinelli. We tried to get the four best pass rushes. And when you go back to when Coach Spags beat the Patriots, you know, in, in the Super Bowl, he had four ends on the field. So it's one of those situations. You try to train guys, and guys are going to get hurt. Guys are going to get nicked up. 
and, and it, it's it's not for everybody, but it, you know it, it takes a while, and guys love doing it. With Chris, he's he's working about the same amount of outside now as he was two years ago when they tried to move him out to the outside a little bit more. He's been has had much more success this time around. Yesterday he told us that's because of you. <laughs> I don't know what about do you, that. What do you think makes Chris? Well, I think I think when when. Coach Spags moved him out there. I wouldn't hear, but I think he was full-time out there. Chris isn't full-time out there. He goes out there on some situations in third down. Like in any of our base, he's always a tackle. And there'll be situational things where we'll move him out there, and you're getting a lot more pass in those situations. But he can rush from anywhere at any time, any place, and uh, Chris works hard at it. One of the things, I mean, fans always love the sacks, right? That's the stat people look at. Can you give us a few plays that – don't stand out on the stats that maybe Chris has made that aren't sacks that are the real disruptors and, and how much it's not just about sacks with him. Well, the other night he batted the ball down, you know, so Chris has done a great job and a lot of the guys have in terms of getting their hand up if you're not getting there. But there are times in there he draws a lot of attention, so he gets a double team where maybe he'll even have three guys. He'll have a chipper and then two guys on him right away sliding to him. So some of those situations enable the other guys to get free. And then in the run game, when he's knocking people back and taking up two blockers, you know, those are some of the things that sometimes you don't get a lot of credit for, but us as coaches know that it helps someone else make a play. It looks sometimes like um, like he maybe picks and chooses when he gets to go outside, or maybe does he have any freelance ability when it's time to go do that? Well, the, the, the situations that dictate where Coach Spags will make a call that will allow him to do that, it's not every play. It has to be situational, and there, there are times that, he might be on a guard, he might be on an end, might be on the center in situations where the defense allows it. Last one. Okay, you're off the hook. Coach, uh, real, real quick, um, I realize that Justin Herbert is you know, a star player, but you know, you got Eckler, you got, you got Allen. Just how important is it just to be able to keep track of those guys and also to collapse the pocket, obviously? Well, I think, like I said, they got a lot of playmakers at a lot of different spots, and he does it. Herbert does as good a job as anybody getting those guys the ball. So we would like, to, and he throws really well on the run to his throwing hands. So we got to try to do everything we can to keep him in that pocket and collapse the pocket so it doesn't give him the freedom to get out and let those guys get downfield because he does a great job when he gets out to his throwing hand. Thank you. Thank you. Good afternoon. Coach, um, this, this Chargers team has been in all their games. They're all mm -hmm. close. They've lost a few of the close ones. But a lot of weapons. What sort of pressure they put on your defensive backs? Um, you just said it. The, the amount of weapons that they have, um, skill position-wise, at wide receiver, of course, uh, Keenan Allen is the, the number one um, public enemy, number one that we're going to look out to try to take care of. But then you have Palmer, who's done a fantastic job against us. And, of course, Everett, the tight end. Um, number seven, who's another uh, dynamic runner after the ball. So we're going to be tested at every level. Um, and so, you know, you, you go into the red zone and then you bring in, of course, the 6'8 kid, number 89. And, and it's just a challenge all around the board for the defensive backs, um, be it safety or corner. So we're going to have to make sure that we try to slow them down and make sure our defensive line can go and get after the quarterback. There have been several times this year where it's, late in games where mm -hmm. the defense makes some sort of a play mm -hmm. against the Chargers, right? Mm -hmm. um, how important is that at crunch time for your guys to be able to make those plays against this team in particular? Yeah, um, you said it best. I mean, we did it here last year when Jalen Watson picked off the 99-yard touchdown. And then, of course, out in 
um, LA, we did it again and came up with um, a stop when we needed one. And so really for us to be able to be in those situations and come up with the turnovers that we came up with or the stops that we came up with, that's great. I mean, it's exciting for TV, but um, at the same time, you don't want to always think that, okay, yeah, we had them right where we wanted them. No, no, you didn't. So you want to kind of try to see if you can put this game away, you know, before it gets to that point. And so, but that's always challenging. You get a chance to be able to go out there and you're asked to stop an offense like this with a quarterback who's playing at an elite level since he's played against our defense. Um, it's, it's always a challenge. The NFL yep. seems to be leaning more zone defensively. Mm -hmm. and you guys are still pretty heavy man. Mm -hmm. I just wonder what the philosophy is with that. What the thinking is for you guys? Yeah, I, you know, our guys, we have to do what our guys do best. And one of the things that our defensive backs do best is press man coverage. Um, when you have other defensive backs who may not be as fluid as far as press coverage in the hip. So hips being able to flip and get in and out of breaks. Maybe you play in a little more zone. Um, zone does allow you to see the quarterback, see route concepts, and make breaks on the ball. You're going to have more interceptions if you're playing zone. But when you're up there pressed in front of a guy and you're running with your back to the ball, um, you're not going to get as many touches on the football. But yet that skill set throws off the timing for the quarterbacks and the wide receivers. A lot of times when you see these guys running routes and you see off DBs, those guys are able to dictate the hips and, you know, decide where they want to go by manipulating the defensive back. So we try to eliminate that by playing more press. In theory-wise, do you think like most defensive coordinators and defensive coaches would, would rather be able to play more press man? I, I, I think so. I think so. But then again, it's a philosophy. Um, you're talking, my good friend Steve Wilkes and I um, have been knowing each other 20 plus years. I was out in Arizona with them. We played press man, but we played off coverage as well. There is a time, there is a, a, a point where you can get to a certain area of the field where it's nice to play off. If it's third and long, all of a sudden you don't want a corner up there pressing it's third and 15. We saw what happened just last week with the two fouls. I think it was Dallas and um, uh, the Chargers on Monday night, but um, there's times where you want to press, and then there's times where you want to play off. But coordinators, if you can have a corner that can go up there and press and be able to at least knock off the timing of some of these elite wide receivers, that's what you want. And then you find teams um, such as the Chargers, which other teams are doing it, where they have fast motion out of a bunch. They have fast motion out of a stack. Why do they do that? They're trying to make sure that they eliminate the pressability of a corner. And so um, you just have to have a game plan for that as well. A couple more. How, how good are your press guys? You talked about having the personnel for that. How good are they? How good are your guys in press? Yeah. Um, I, I would say right now we're teetering. Um, we're ascending in the right direction. Um, we're not where I would like to see us um, be as far as press coverage. There's still some techniques that we are leaving out there that we, sh we can apply to the certain receivers. Um, Without giving them all away, there's a couple of different press techniques that we use. And um, I tell the guys, you can't use them all. You have to become skillful in something. And so, but each one of our guys um, have a different skill set when it comes to playing press. Some can soft mirror, some can firm attack press, some can leverage step press. Um, so each guy has something different that they bring to the table.
You guys got your hands full, obviously. It's a Chargers game. But yep. Last time we got to talk to you, you mentioned going out the door. Watch out for your kids playing football, too. <laughs> I understand we got a big game here between Coach Nags yeah. and you guys. What's yeah. this going to be like on Friday night? And do your kids know each other? They know each other. They're friends. They went to Iowa State together on a visit earlier this year. Um, so um, last year as sophomores, they didn't know each other. Tate played cornerback for West team. Dawson um, plays outside linebacker for Blue Valley. They have become friends, and now they're both in their junior year. And so we're calling it the Nagy Merit Bowl. And so Jay Reed, Justin Reed, has taken over all right, the entire game. And so I would ask him all the questions that you want to ask him about the game. But we're excited. Everyone's excited for it. Thanks, everybody. Right. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah, the big thing with that is, you know, he's aggressive. That's who he is by nature, and he wants to make the plays. And so it's more time and place. You know, that's that's the big thing. When can you take those shots? When can you be aggressive? Um, you know, all those things come into factor. So figuring that out, you know, learning all that stuff, but that, that's really the coaching points. You don't want to take that into that aggressiveness away from him. So how do you do that? How do you walk that line, if you will? It is. It's, the time, it's really the time and place. Like, do we have points on the board? Where are we at in field position? How's the game going? There's all these different factors throughout the course of a game that you've got to play through that, and, and that's it. I mean, that's really ultimately the, the big coaching point. Coach, we haven't seen a lot of the deep ball. Mm-hmm. Does McCall Hardman bring that back with his speed? Yeah, well, McCall obviously has a lot of speed, so he can, he can get down there. Um, you know, but it's going to end up being, you know, how the defenses play us and things like that. And so maybe they are playing deeper and still trying to take away the deep shot. And we've got to be patient and work underneath. But, I mean, that could happen. But, you know, you just got to see, really, it's how the defense, you know, reacts to it. Patrick says he's chomping at the bit to throw that deep ball. Mm-hmm. And now with McCall back, it might be a little harder to put the reins on him. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he, they have chemistry, you know, and they, they've had some success in the past with things like that. So, I know he's going to want to, but at the same time, we just got to make sure it's at the right time and, you know, just play off what the defense has given us. How have you seen Pat sort of get more comfortable with accepting this methodical style and, and approach as time has gone on? Yeah, I think that is an area that he's grown a lot. You know, if you look from, you know, back his first year in 2018 until now, I mean, he's definitely been more patient with the football. Um, we have sustained longer drives. Um, so that's great to see, you know, and so just continuing do, continuing to do that um, consistently is the big thing. That's something that you guys have to have constant conversation about. I mean, we talk to him enough to where it's pretty evident he's aware of that, but is mm-hmm. it something that he needs to be, whether it's his own reminders that you guys have to have yeah, it, it is something that we, that we talk about and we talk about it every day, um, you know, come to the silent. How, how are they playing us in game? How deep are the guys dropping? Things like that. So um, it is a constant dialogue. And then within that, when are those opportunities to take the shots downfield? But it's definitely, a, you know, a constant, constant dialogue that we have. You guys are really used to having what, I, I don't even know if you call them struggles in the red zone because it's really just comparing it to yourself. I mean, you're still pretty good. Mm-hmm. But is there any frustrations that you know that you've been dealing with as far as the guys go? Just that you know it hasn't been as easy as it has been in the past. Right yeah, I mean at the end of the day we got to you know we get down there we got to score. Um, you know we've had like you said success in the past and um, even success throughout this year. You know the last game we didn't do a great job. I thought we moved the ball well. Um, we sustained those drives. We were patient. We did all those things. We just got down there and we didn't execute. But um, 
you know, that's something that, you know, we'll continue to work on, situational football, but, um, you know, we, we, feel, we feel confident when we get down there. We're done. Yeah, good, Coach. <laughs> Appreciate that. Thank, Thank you. Good job. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah.